This podcast is produced for informational purposes only and is not intended as an endorsement or professional advice. Views and opinions expressed are those of the speakers and do not necessarily represent those of any other individual or organization. Conversations. Thank you for joining us today. We are a youth group that focuses on mental health issues within our communities with the goal to erase the stigma surrounding them through conversation. Joining us today is our adult ally, Brian, my co-facilitator, Ben, myself, Iman, and a group member, Andy. Our conversation today is with Alan. Alan is a grade 11 student currently living in Ontario. He moved to Canada in August 2020 and started grade 10 in a new country in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. This allows Alan to share a very unique perspective with us today. So Alan, thank you so much for joining us. Can you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Okay, hello everyone. Thanks for having me. So my name is Alan. Uh, I'm currently a grade 11 student at Oakville Trafalgar High School and it has been my second year here in Canada. Uh, I'm an international student, by the way. Alan, uh, how are you adjusting to life in Canada now? You've been here for a little bit, so how has it been? Um, I would say it's pretty good. Actually, it's my first formal year because uh, like last year, I spent most of my time in virtual school, so it doesn't count. <laughs> um, but right now, I have a lot of friends at school. I am also doing pretty well with my language and uh, uh, my academic you know, type of stuff. Uh, I also took a lot of extracurricular activities and leadership roles this year because, you know, uh, it's really good to put them on the rest of me. Uh, so yeah, I would say I'm pretty good about adjusting the life. I'm sure it's been a very difficult adjustment. Um, I'm sure there's quite a few differences between Canada and China, especially with the, the pandemic. So what do you think that the, the main societal differences like uh, with school and with uh, social interactions and stuff um, have been that you've noticed? So that is actually a great question. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of differences between Canada and China. Um, from a social level, I, I would say a very big difference is that uh, Canada has a way better kind of social care towards, uh, you know, different peoples, especially, you know, disabled people and uh, racial minorities. Um, uh, very obvious examples can be, you know, there are always uh, parking lot spots for disabled people here in Canada, like in almost every uh, public parking areas, but that is now true in China. Um, and um, I mean, there are also a lot of differences about, uh, you know, activities. So in China, people are more likely to like go to malls and, uh, you know, stay home, play video games, etc. They prefer indoor activities, but Canada is absolutely, absolutely a great place for outdoor activities like exercising you know hiking this kind of stuff so yeah that's awesome it really must have been uh, quite the adjustment coming here it sounds like there's some huge differences so how do you think that uh, the COVID-19 pandemic has kind of like what are the differences between between China and Canada and how is the the kind of transition coming mid-pandemic 
to a brand new different country where you didn't really know what was going on, like what the rules were for the pandemic uh, and, and things like that. The pandemic actually made everything hard. That applies to everyone, including me as an international student. So, you know, at the very beginning, after we came to Canada immediately, we need to self-isolate. Well, no, sorry, not isolate, but self-quarantine for 14 days. And, uh, uh, you know, you need to wear masks, which is, I would say, quite annoying for me because I really don't mask indoor, but I had to because it's COVID guidelines. <laughs> and uh, uh, there are also a lot of, like, mental health issues caused by the COVID pandemic because, I mean, you're isolated. You need to um, have virtual classes in at home instead of in school. Um, you have less conversations with other people, like your friends. Um, so yeah, I mean, COVID-19 have absolutely changed everything. Uh, and that is definitely making the transition harder than ever. I mean, I haven't been to other country except Canada. So I don't know how would it be like to, you know, go to a new country to, uh, transit like without the pandemic but for now it's absolutely really hard for me personally and uh also absolutely hard for a lot of people i'm sure doing school virtually was an adjustment for you as well and that was something that was affected by the pandemic how did you find going to school here online well i mean i think everyone hates virtual school <laughs> i also hate it uh i mean I confess that I spend most of my time in virtual school in bed because I'm just too lazy to get up. Um, and you, there's absolutely less social interactions between you and your friends and classmates because like, especially for us here in Hilton, uh, the school board hosts virtual school for the whole district. So, you know, students are from everywhere around the district and uh, everyone doesn't have that kind of strong connection with each other because you know everyone just accept like we won't see you ever again in the entire life so there's no intention for everyone to make friends to have conversation etc um and that sucks that really sucks but um i would say like for me as an international student specifically i also find virtual school has some advantages uh, for example, we are using Google Classroom as our online platform for uh, virtual classes. And uh, Google Classroom has its own uh, caption function, which was really helpful for me at the very beginning when I'm not that good at English. And, um, you know, one very significant benefit of virtual school is you don't need to get up really early. <laughs> you can just... Uh, get up like one minute right before the start of class, which I always did. Um, so yeah, I would say it sucks, but it's also not completely bad for me as an international student. Alan, uh, we needed to talk about a little bit about people. Hmm. Uh, they have a different culture between China and, and Canada. Have you been able to meet people here? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I have a lot of friends right now, especially after the end of my virtual school. Um, I have 
different friends from different culture backgrounds. And uh, I mean, I would say language barrier is still a big problem for me, or at least I, I believe it is a big problem for me because it always restricts my, uh, you know, ideas and intentions to make friends with others because I just, I'm just afraid that I can't understand what people are talking about. Um, but I mean, Canadians are really friendly. There's a mean says like you're, you're not a true Canadian until you apologize for, uh, what is it called? Uh, for apologize too much. And that is really true. I mean, everyone is so friendly here and I am able to make friends with a lot of people. And uh, yeah, I would say that's not a big problem for me right now because I'm adapted to this kind of language environment and this kind of culture of having different friends with different backgrounds, with different opinions, with different, uh, you know, situations. So yeah, I think I'm pretty well about handling, you know, personal relationships with others. Alan, you kind of touched on some of it already. I, I can't imagine what it would have been like just on my own mental health, moving from one country to another, let alone during the middle of a pandemic. But I was wondering if you might be able to speak to, yeah, just how the move and how being here, moving here has affected your own mental health? Uh, again, COVID sucks. Uh, and that's <laughs> it's really bad for my mental health, I would say. Um, it has been really bad for my mental health in China during the COVID because, you know, there's less interactions. And uh, I mean, it's absolutely worse after I moved to Canada. It's, it's not because Canadian government is making a bad, you know, measurements or restrictions upon COVID issue, but it's a new environment for me. And uh, there are a lot of changes I need to face. There are a lot of challenges I had to encounter. And um, yeah, like I talked about, COVID has absolutely restricted everyone's social interactions. So for almost like two or three months, I didn't have a friend in school. And uh, that was really stressful for me because, you know, you need to talk to somebody especially during your adolescence. I mean, you need to find someone that, is, that understands you. Um, but unfortunately, I couldn't for a very long period of time because of COVID. And um, I mean, I, I would say I'm quite, I'm quite a, you know, athletic guy. I, I mean, I'm heavy, but uh, I really like to do sports outdoor. And, uh, you know, especially at the very beginning, um, you know, COVID was really worrying for us and I was really stressful about that. And, uh, you know, after I came to Canada for like three months, it has been uh, winter. So there's less chance for me to do outdoor exercises. So yeah, COVID has absolutely also uh, made a negative influence on my physical health, which is making my mood worse. And there are also a lot of academic pressures because it's a different, completely different school system. And, uh, you know, you have to handle all the assignments, all the assessments you have to get a really good grade. And uh, I mean, as an ELL, English language learner, the academic pressure for me was even more serious. And uh, 
you can't access the uh, tutors or teacher sports in this kind of virtual classes because it's COVID and you can't go back to school. And uh, academic pressure also was really serious for me. So there was a time period during the, uh, you know, spring break, I was really, really stressful because of the COVID and I had to talk to my teachers uh, about these things. Um, luckily, I mean, I am quite a self-aware person in my point of view. I understand that sometimes I just can't handle these pressures on my own. So I will just ask for help. And um, obviously I am doing pretty good right now. Uh, I know there are also still a lot of people uh, who are struggling because of COVID, but I encourage everyone to reach out for help if you understand you can stand on your own. I mean, everyone would like to um, listen to your, you know, complain about your issues because everyone would like to help you. So, yeah. Ellen, we needed to talk about a little bit about school in Canada and school in China. What are some differences between school in Canada and China? Uh, that's a really good question. Um, there are a lot of differences in my point of view. Um, I mean, I'm not sure about how high school life in China would be because I never attend high school in China. Um, but I finished my middle school in China. And, uh, you know, China has absolutely a bigger population. So there's fierce uh, competition between you and each other. And, um, you know, the education resources in China is also really limited compared to Canada. Uh, like for here, we could have labs every unit in our uh, science classes. But in China, I've never been to our biology lab. Um, so that is really bad. And uh, also that kind of academic pressure is absolutely worse uh, in, in China because, you know, there's a really fierce competition and uh, there is, there's, a, there's an exam called a high school interest exam after your middle school, uh, which would completely decide your future. So, I mean, in China, I was really, really stressful about the academic pressure and um, like uh, we had to get up early around 6.30 every morning and go back to home around 8.30 at night. And we had to do homework for like four hours each day in China. So I mean, Canada's education system is absolutely more advanced in my point of view, because it doesn't require you to recite all this kind of stuff. It doesn't require to memorize this kind of stuff. It only requires the logic, which is really important for your future success in my point of view. And um, I mean, there are absolutely less stress in Canada, or I would say it's, it's, it's different stress, you know, there are absolutely academic pressure in Canada because especially I'm in grade 11 right now, right? So Canadian universities start to look at the grades. Um, so I had to work really hard for every single assignments and assessment to get a really good grade. Um, but I would say I've never regret of my decision of coming to Canada to receive the education. So yeah, if I had to pick one, I would say Canada's education is absolutely better. Um, yeah. Being experienced with kind of moving to a new country when you were in the middle of, of high school and like middle school, um, like 
how do you think it affects people and their connections and stuff like that? Because I'm sure when you were in middle school, you had all your friends and they would all be going to the same school and then you were kind of pulled away from that and, and given uh, a completely different environment. There are really a lot of challenges. Like I said, the language barrier, this is really hard for, uh, you know, people whose English is not their first language. Um, and also this kind of social pressure because you this is a completely new environment. You had to make friends. Uh, you can't rely on the original friends you had back in your original country. Um, I think this is common for everyone, uh, like uh, new immigrants and international students. But uh, for international students more specifically, because I am one of the this community, uh, there are also a lot of other unexpected uh, challenges and difficulties. For example, it's really hard sometimes to uh, for you to handle your relationship with your homestay family, which I found because, I mean, I live in my aunt's house. Uh, she's my father's sister. So we share a similar culture and, uh, uh, you know, kind of costume and a relationship because, I mean, we are relatives. But there are, all, uh, there are still a lot of things you need to adapt. Uh, for example, my aunt, she has a daughter who's my cousin, and she's, uh, you know, preteen, and they're having really fierce kind of uh, family, you know, arguments and fights. They have really bad family relationship compared to my relationship with my parents, and they always argue. So you had to take that pressure of ignoring this kind of, um, you know, stress to focus on your academic kind of thing. And, um, you know, there are also different like culture kind of stuff you need to adapt. For example, the food. I know a lot of uh, international students living a homestay family who may have a different culture background with them and they can't really adapt to their diet because, you know, it's just two completely different cultures. Um, yeah, just like I mentioned, uh, there are also academic pressure. You know, there's all kinds of pressures for you to handle ways. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Alan, you've, yeah, outlined some really interesting differences just between how things work in China and how things work here in Canada. I was wondering if you could um, maybe elaborate on some of the difference between how mental health is handled uh, between compared to China and here. That is a really great question. So I think, yes, there's definitely a big difference uh, of the attitude towards mental health between Canada and China. Uh, here in Canada, everyone really cares about mental health. Uh, it's one of the most important issues that is taught in our society, in our education system, and even in politics. Um, but in China, I would say people are still not valuing mental health as a really important topic in general. Because you, as a Chinese like traditional kid, you have to, you, you are supposed to handle this kind of different pressures to become a stronger, independent person. So like I talk about the academic pressure, I would say, I mean, 
I don't think a lot of Canadian kids could handle this kind of damn pressure. We, I suffered during my middle school life, uh, but that is really normal for students in China to encounter. Uh, and uh, this kind of family relationship, the mental health issues caused by family relationship is also quite obvious. Um, in China, I would say this kind of domestic violence and abuse issues are really, really serious, especially in undeveloped areas. And, um, you know, you, you can't imagine a kid to listen to their parents' arguments and fights or even being abused by their parents. But I would say a lot of Chinese kids just survived that. I know a lot of friends of mine, Chinese friends, they have really bad family relationships and uh, they really, really struggled about that. But I mean, that won't definitely happen here in Canada. If there's abuse, the parents' guardianships gonna be just took off and uh, there's gonna be councils for these, uh, for the kids. There's gonna be sports. There's gonna be teachers and the social workers here to help you. Um, but that is a diff total different situation in China, which leads to a really high suicide rate among teenagers in China. So yeah, I would say Canada is absolutely doing better at handling mental health issues. So when you say that Canada uh, has some good mental health resources, um, is there any that you know of that have been helpful for youth during the pandemic? Okay, so that is actually a really good question. Um, like I talked, I faced a really bad mental health kind of breakdown. I would say it's not it's breakdown, it's, um, it's more like a challenge during my uh, spring break this year. And um, I would say the best method or kind of resource I used was my teachers. I, I have a really great relationship with my guidance counselor, who's a really, really nice woman. Um, and uh, there's one pair of time, like I talked, I had to face a lot of academic pressure. I had to face the, um, you know, the really bad relationship of my homestay family. And uh, I mean, my parents are has always uh, have always been supportive for me, but during that time, I forgot the reason. But I also had a quite bad relationship with my parents, so you know, I really couldn't count on everyone during that time. So I just reached out to my guidance counselor. I sent her an email at night. I told her that I am really struggling mentally these days, and. Um, I really want to talk to somebody. Uh, is it possible for you to schedule a meeting for me with a social worker here in our school? So I could maybe have some conversations and uh, reduce my stress. And she, she's really nice. Like 10 minutes after I sent her email, she replied to me to ask me if I'm doing well. Have, uh, do I have this kind of suicidal uh, you know, ideas? And, um, you know, I applied to her that, no, I am quite self-aware. I've never used suicide as a way to, you know, to escape this kind of stuff. But she still had 
a meeting with me the next day, which was one day right before the、uh, spring break. So you know there are a lot of things going on at school, but she chose to have a meeting with me. And、um, I mean, honestly, she didn't help me a lot about the situation I was facing because you know you still need to finish the、uh, homework at school, and.、Um, My homestay's relationship it was not improved at all, but what she did was just simply listening to me, and、uh, believe me, that was really really helpful. I complained about all these kind of struggles and pressures I was facing at that time, and I feel a lot better after our conversation. And she also、uh, asked me to,、uh, you know, talk to. Uh, the teacher who's in charge of international student program in Halton、uh, District School Board, and、uh, also the guidance counselor in our virtual school, and I also talked to them, and they also offered me a lot of great opportunity to、um, interact with students, to make friends, and to you know to go outside to to handle this kind of pressures, and that's really really helped me. So. Yeah, I, I mean, in my opinion, my first priority of handling the stress is gonna be talk to my friends, because we are all teenagers. They would understand what I am facing, and they can offer me a lot of really good suggestions. I don't need to care about everything, talking to them. But if there's no friends for you at all, then maybe you should try to reach out for help、um, from the Adults, like your parents, preferably. But if they could also、uh, provide you help, you can just ask your teachers, your guidance counselor, your social workers, and they are absolutely gonna be really, really, you know, welcoming. They are absolutely gonna try their very best to help you with your mental health issues. That's great to hear. I'm really glad that you were able to find someone to talk to. Um, even for me in high school, I had amazing guiding,、uh, one amazing guidance counselor, and that was my favorite person to go talk to whenever I was going through a hard time. So I'm really glad you were able to find that, and you、Thank、knew you. that you should reach out to somebody.、Um, Thank you. That's really good.、Um, so one more question for you:、um, Being of Chinese descent, did you face any discrimination moving here during the pandemic? And if so, how did you deal with it? That's actually a great question, and、uh, I am completely honest about that. That I have never faced any kind of discrimination ever since I came to Canada. I mean, I mean it. Every kind of discrimination, no matter like direct physical violence or the kind of microaggressions kind of stuff,、uh, which is obviously really、uh, fortunate for me, and I am really thankful.、Uh, thankful. Um, towards my community and my school,、um, but I've heard this kind of incidents happen to my friends. So one of my friend, he forgot to hold the door for a student, and that student just called him,、uh, "Open up your Asian small eyes," or this kind of stuff. You know, really discriminative. And、uh, I think he just reported to the office and.、Uh, The school just did some really proper actions to work to to stop this kind of stuff happen. 
so yeah, I mean, like I said, everyone's super friendly towards me. I haven't faced any kind of these things uh, so far, but I would say like if one day I face this kind of issues, I hope myself could be more calm, you know, uh, at very moment that I receive this kind of discrimination. And uh, I really hope that I could act more, you know, positively. And, uh, you know, I, I would just try my very best to stop this kind of things happen to me or my friends. And uh, if I really face discrimination one day, I hope myself could be more calm about mm -hmm. that issue. And I, I would just, uh, you know, report to the office or my teachers or, the adults that could handle this kind of things for me. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, yeah, I would say that is the best way for me, including everyone who is or had faced discrimination to handle this kind of problems. So, Absolutely. yeah. I hope you don't have to deal with that at all. Yeah. I also <laughs> hope so. But it's very telling that you have already thought of, if it were to happen to me, what would I do? Yeah. Um, that also says a lot. So thank you so much for sharing, Alan. Um, is there any last words or anything, any message that you would want to leave our listeners with? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm an international student uh, and I came from a completely different cultural background. And uh, yes, I faced a lot of struggles and difficulties like everyone. Um, but I think I am handling them pretty well. I actually ran for uh, our stu student council election and uh, I am actually right now a great representative of our school council, student council. I'm also a link leader in our school. I am also the leader and executive of different clubs in our school. And that has been only one year. So I just want to tell everyone especially those who are facing this kind of struggles during the COVID pandemic. Like if you're a new immigrant or an international student who is sharing the same experience as mine, just don't give up. You know, Abraham Lincoln said, the best way to pre uh, predict your future is to create it. So, you know, if you have any difficulties, if you are struggling from every kind of issues, just talk to someone and everyone's gonna be really, uh, you know, everyone just want to help you. And, um, you know, just try your best. Don't push so hard on you. And uh, you are absolutely gonna be better. You're absolutely gonna have a really bright future after uh, solving these kind of difficulties. Thank you. What a great conversation with Alan. He brings such an interesting perspective to the podcast. I appreciate his honesty and transparency. Yeah, it's definitely a powerful perspective. He shows a lot of bravery coming to a new country during a pandemic and sharing his experiences so openly. It's very interesting to hear his perspective on the different approaches to mental health between China and Canada. It is not something that is commonly spoke about. Yeah, it was very interesting hearing him comment on the prevalence of domestic abuse in China and his perspective that it does not happen in Canada. Unfortunately, we know that even with mental health supports in Canada, domestic abuse is still a big issue in Canada, especially during the pandemic. And if you or someone you know is struggling with mental wellness or abuse, 
please reach out to your local or national mental health resources in your area for support. For our listeners in Canada, resources such as the Canada Suicide Prevention Service can be reached 24-7 at 1-833-456-4566 or the Canadian Mental Health Association at chma.ca. Thank you so much, Alan, for sharing your experiences with us. And thank you so much to our listeners. We'll see you next time.